Welcome back into Main Street Sports today, presented by Mid Tennessee Bone and Joint. We head back now to the Lee Company Studio, live on location this afternoon, Columbia State Community College, with the Hall of Famer Mo Patton. Here's the Sun Drop Kid from Alabama, Chris Yao. Welcome back to Dave Hallfield on the campus of Columbia State Community College here in Columbia. It's a nice day out. Got a few clouds, blue skies. What a beautiful day for baseball in the middle of February. You couldn't ask for a better day on February 16th. Could I, not. I mean, you could. You, you could but. ask for it, but you probably wouldn't get it. Uh-huh. No. <laughs> Basketball coach Winston Neal in the house as he's getting ready to take on Trevecca later this evening at the web. So looking forward to a great day of sports here at Columbia State. As I was just telling him about the Braves World Series Championship Trophy Tour that is coming north in a couple of months and letting him know about a couple of stops. Hey. He's, he's excited. Can't wait, man. We're excited. Heck yeah, we are. A couple of different reasons, yeah. actually. But uh, big we'll announcement. get more into that later. Big announcement coming on that later. Mm-hmm. Uh, so looking forward to that. Mo, let's get into some uh, college football drama because there hasn't been any yeah, this offseason. College football drama? Yeah. yeah. Hasn't been any drama, especially you know in the southeast at all. But so joining us now to talk about Conference USA football and all that is coming with it, including their football schedule that was released yesterday, uh, Action Network's Brett McMurphy. Before we introduce at Brett McMurphy, I just want to read this one tweet from yesterday. Can't wait for Marshall to win both Conference USA and the Sun Belt this fall. And it's, I guess it's possible because <laughs> at this point, who knows? So we'll get into it here. Uh, Brett McMurphy. Brett, thanks for taking some time with us today. We really appreciate you, man. Yeah, you got it. I appreciate you having me. Well, um, Brett, Middle Tennessee State is my alma mater. It's right in our backyard here um, just outside of Nashville. And so obviously a lot of this – Marshall, Old Dominion, Southern Miss stuff threatens to impact the Blue Raiders in some way, shape, or form. Where do you see this going? And how did it get so um, antagonistic, maybe? Uh, You know, I think that the three Conference USA schools that are leaving, um, they basically have got with all of their legal counsel and they believe that it's worth worth it to go ahead and make the move uh you know july 1st and and begin playing the sun belt in 2022 obviously conference usa disagrees with that i think it's just i know a lot of people take taking it personally i think it's just it's simply a business decision and then what makes it even trickier is conference usa bylaws indicate that Schools are required to give two seasons notice that they were leaving, and then they would forego all revenue each of those two years. However, there's no specific amount in that. It's not okay if you if you leave. It's a five million dollar ecstasy. It's three million. It's a hundred million. Whatever the number is, there's no number. It's up for um, you know the different parties to figure that out. So I guess those three schools figured well. You know, we're not going to give two years notice. We're going to give a year notice and we'll let the lawyers figure out, you know, what it's going to cost us to get out. And we're going to go ahead and leave. And we've seen that this happen with other conferences. Um, but we haven't, seen, 
We haven't seen other conferences fight it this way, where Conference USA puts out their schedule and has, you know, Southern Miss ODU and Marshall on the schedule. Uh, you mentioned that the tweet I sent out about Marshall will be able to win both Conference USA and the Sun Belt. I had a couple of folks with Marshall ties uh, reach out and say that they thought that was my tweet of the year. So I'd like to thank the Academy for the award. Yeah, that but, um, be the tweet of the year at this uh, point. Uh, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm not sure. It's yeah, but, but basically, <laughs> there's, there's no way there's no way any of those schools are going to play in Conference USA next year. I mean, Conference USA is all they're posturing is for legal reasons. I've talked to people on both sides of this. Everyone understands that. Um, there's no way those three schools are going to play in Conference USA in 2022. And kind of an offshoot real quick of this, ironically, is for the schools leading Conference USA for the Sun Belt this year, they actually decreased their bowl chances because the Sun, bowl, Sun Belt only has five bowl affiliations. Conference USA has seven. So those schools going to the Sun Belt will now battle for five bowl bids among 13 schools. James Madison's not eligible this year. While the 11 remaining schools in Conference USA uh, will be able to divvy up seven bowl bids. So it's kind of an offshoot to this, which is kind of hurting these schools that are leaving. But they've made it clear they want out sooner rather than later. Wow. It's unfortunate for UAB specifically because they're supposed to play Marshall and Southern Miss both at home this year. So that's unfortunate for the Blazers. but I, And for their season ticket holders. And for any season ticket holders. Do, do you think that there is any chance that there could be some of these games played as non-conference games? Or do you think it's like the OVC had to do this past year where some where they have to play conference opponents? Home and home. Home and home. And some of, one of them is not a conference game. Uh, as far as the home and home, I don't think we'll see that because again, the Sun Belt still, excuse me, Conference USA still has 11 members, so they can they can work out an eight game schedule gotcha. pretty easily with that. Not easily, but they can do that without having to, to play home and home. I, I don't think you'll see divisions in Conference USA in 2022. Um, and as far as the Sun Belt, they obviously with 13 schools, they don't need home and home. Um, it could get tricky though for. For the non-conference games, uh, you know, I, I obviously all of these schools already have non-conference games. I think they'll keep them, but Conference USA simply is going to have to blow up their schedule and redo it um, without those three schools. Um, and, but I don't. I've been told that there won't be divisions for Conference USA in 2022, and then obviously next year you've got the new members coming in, Liberty, some of the FCS schools, and then you've got a large number of Conference USA schools. Uh, leaving for the Americans. So it will look totally different again in 2023. Yeah, Jacksonville State heading up to the Conference USA. So now Mo and I have a have an issue because he's an MTSU alum. I went to Jacksonville State. So we're, animosity on this show is about to get real heavy in the next couple of years, Brett. <laughs> uh, but – you know, you, you mentioned not having uh, not having divisions and that sort of thing. That's a positive for for Conference USA. What does that do for the Sun Belt? They, they have fourteen teams now. I mean, that's that's going to be a, a struggle in and of itself. I mean, I guess there's I guess the Big Ten and the SEC have kind of put the blueprint out there, but it's still a lot for a conference of that size. Yeah, it is, but um, from sources that I've talked to, they already pretty much have the divisions decided for the Sun Belt. 
2022. Um, basically, um, you know, Southern Miss will go to the West, play in the West, and then in the East will be Marshall, ODU, and James Madison. So they'll be fine with those uh, two seventeen divisions. And I know you mentioned that that uh, you know you got to tie to Middle Tennessee. What's funny is um, if it wasn't for Middle Tennessee saying no. Middle Tennessee and Western Kentucky would have been in the max. So we really would have had a lot of musical chairs as far as Conference USA, um, you know, concerned in the coming years. Speaking with Brett McMichael, uh, McMurphy, I'm sorry, Brett McMurphy, not the wrestler. I was about to say. No, <laughs> speaking with Brett McMurphy of the Action Network here on Middle Tennessee Sports Today, um, Main Street Sports Today. Good Lord. Um... <laughs> It's the baseball. It's man. early the, season the, for everybody. Yeah, the baseball's got me all rattled, man. But, um, Brett, where do you see Conference USA going from here? I mean, obviously they've got a handful of teams online to come in for 23. Do you think they are done, or do you think they're still looking to try to add? And if so, who? You know, that's a, that's a great question. I, I think they're looking at – any and all options, but when you look around, there really aren't that many options out there. Uh, you know, the, the media rights for Conference USA is, you know, there's 10 conferences and they're at number 10. And that's why those schools are, are leaving to go to the Sun Belt. Uh, it's not like they're going to double their, their media rights deal going to the Sun Belt, but they believe they'll, they will make more there and they just think there's a brighter future. Uh, the most logical place for Conference USA to look is to find any FCS schools that are willing to make the move. Other than that, you know, there simply aren't any independents out there that they can get or maybe that they want to get. I mean, New Mexico State would be a possibility. You've already got UTEP out there. Uh, but to be very frank, New Mexico State has struggled in the past few years. They have Jerry Kill on board this year. Maybe they improve. But if you bring in a school, you don't want to bring in a school that, that hasn't done very well. Uh, UConn is, you know, too far north. I don't think that's realistic. Again, they have not had <laughs> much of any success. And then UMass, kind of in the same boat. Uh, Liberty, obviously, is is trending upward with two threes and what they've done there. They will join Conference USA next year in 2023. So they got the best independence that's available. You know, BYU and Notre Dame, obviously, are, are off the table. Um, but other than that, if they want to expand anymore, They've got to look to the FCS ranks, and then it's it's not quite as easy. Um, one, you got to find schools that want to make the move, and two, uh, they got to be able to afford making the move because it's a totally different game playing at the FCS level compared with the FCS level. And uh, you know, also they want to try to keep it as geographically centered as they can, and that's not always easy. So it's a number of factors, and it's. It's hard for Conference USA, but the number one thing they want to do is they want to stay together. Because if they stay together, then whatever these exit fees that are negotiated, they will then recoup that money. But if Conference USA folded, and I don't think that will happen, but if they did, then there's nobody to pay these exit fees. And so these schools would basically get off, <laughs> you know, very easily by, by changing conferences. Man, this has been a wild upheaval thank you texas and oklahoma <laughs> man i you know yeah that's did right you, texas and you don't make the move none of this happens none of this happens that's what i was gonna ask you know 
did you think it would reach the level of FCS schools like James Madison and Jacksonville State making the move up when that happened, or, or was it just, you know, I don't know. Did you see how, how far did deep? you expect this to reach at when it was Texas and OU? I, I expected I expected Conference USA and Sunbelt to be impacted definitely, um, because once something happens at the top, it's a domino effect and it's going to trickle all the way down. So when the Big Twelve lost two teams. Okay, they've got to they've got to get some replacements. Well, they're not going to get anybody from the Power Five leagues to leave. So where are they going to look? Well, probably the American. Obviously, they got teams from the American, and BYU is very attractive. So now the Americans got to got to reload. Where do they look? They can't look up. They got to look down as far as media rights value. So where do they look? They look at Conference USA. So they grab Conference USA. They tried to get some teams from the Mountain West. They stayed pat. So now. Um, you know, what the Sun Belt did, though, is they actually, you know, some people probably don't like it, but I think it was very smart of them. They they went on the aggressive, and they saw kind of all these moves that were going to be made and kind of how all the, the chess pieces were moved around, or checker pieces, whichever you prefer, and they said, look, we can either stay put and wait for teams to get plucked from our league, or we can go after some teams and strengthen our conference. And that's kind of what they did. But yeah, as far as your initial question, yeah, anytime this happens, um, you know, whether it's Missouri and, and Texas A&M going to, going to the SEC or whether it was Rutgers and Maryland going to the Big Ten, there was always a, it always trickles down and it impacts everybody. Um, you know, and it wasn't that long ago. Maybe some of your younger listeners don't, don't remember this, but the WAC, you know, used to have 16 teams in their conference, um, but they got picked apart. And now those teams are scattered all over all over the country from the American to to the Mountain West to, to Conference USA to all over the place. So, you know, unfortunately, when one of these big boys makes a move, it's not their intention to, to disrupt the rest of college football athletics, but that's exactly what happened. Man, it's it's really interesting to watch this thing happen. And here's the thing: is it not just doesn't it doesn't just affect football? I mean, every other sport is affected as That's well. That's the thing, the thing that a lot of people lose. I think, Brett, is again, it's not just football. It's, it's girls' tennis, or I'm sorry, women's tennis as well. I mean, it's it's across the board. And I mean, football pays for a lot of it, but still, it's it's not just football that is impacted by this. And when you think about some of these um, midweek contests for some of these quote non-revenue or lesser revenue programs and that kind of thing i mean that's when it really kind of gets untenable i would think for some of these schools yeah well i think one big difference that we've seen in you know the past few years and probably going forward in the future is when we see these conferences change up and you've got different teams in these conferences and they, you know, conference us, excuse me, the American is a perfect example. You got, you got teams in Virginia, you got teams in, um, you know, Texas, you got them spread. I guess that's why they're American because they're basically all over America. But what you see with the, with the Olympic sports, the non-football sports is they kind of decided, okay, we're not going to send the women's tennis team halfway across the country to play a dual match. So what they kind of do is they regionalize the schedules as far as the regular season. Uh, 
And then basically they get everybody together for their respective conference tournaments. So they kind of have changed the tune on that. But yeah, you bring up a, a great point. Um, you know, football is the focal point. It's the, it's the engine that drives the bus, but, uh, you know, it impacts all these other, all these other, um, sports and all these other schools and it changes them drastically. But I do know, you know, that a lot of these conferences have decided to kind of, you know, instead of having home and homes and, you know, all of these different non-revenue sports, they've kind of decided, look, we, it's not fair to, for our student athletes. You know, that's their, that's how they spin it. But more importantly, they, it's, it's too costly uh, to do that. So they kind of say, okay, let's just play your, your regular season games or matches against schools that are in our, in our footprint. And that, therefore, you know, having to fly all over the country, just play a, a regular season duel or uh, track meet or, or volleyball match or basketball game or whatever, whatever it may be. Brett McMurphy of the action network here on main street sports today. Brett, we would be remiss if we didn't at least ask you for your initial reaction, or are you surprised that Brian Harson is still the football coach at Auburn University? Uh, I'm not because it, you know, again, it's, I'm based in, in Tampa, so I'm not I'm not uh, hunkered down in Auburn, but just from the people that I talked to, it, it seems pretty obvious to me. They, they got to the point where they wanted to get rid of him. And then they got to the point where they figured out how much money it was going to cost. And then they got to the point where nobody was willing to put up the money. And so then it's like, okay, kumbaya, let's, let's everyone work together to, to keep Brian Harson and make him successful. So um, I guess, you know, am I surprised? Kind of, yes and no, but I'm not surprised when they decided they didn't have the money. I guarantee if they had the money, they, they were willing to spend the money. Let me put it that way. If they were willing to spend the money, they would have made the move. Um, you know, cooler heads prevailed or, um, you know, smaller smaller wallets prevailed. And they decided <laughs> to, right? to stick with it. But, yeah, but no matter what they say, look, successful next year if he wins nine or ten games, there's no issue. If he goes six and six again, he's gone. Uh, you, can, right. you, can, you can spin it however you want. That's the bottom line. Uh, or you know, he could he win nine five or ten games, games the and season, then he, he wouldn't be in this position. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Brett, thanks so much for taking some time with us today. We appreciate your insight on Conference USA Sunbelt and everything that goes with that. Uh, we, we look forward to talking to you with you again sometime, and uh, good luck on this off season that has been anything but an off season. <laughs> you got it. I appreciate it. Thank you. All right. When we come back, we give you the weirdest and wildest news from across the world. It's Wild and Wacky Wednesday right here on Main Street Sports Today. Stick around.